Shut up and sit down. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Rebel Trading Group Podcast. Today's date is August 6, 2019. My name is Nathan Olafont, and with me, excuse me, and with me, as always, is the gluten-free Jason Bessing. The gluten-free Jason Bessing. What's going on, Mr. Nathan? Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. It's Tuesday, my dudes. Tuesday, my dudes. All right. Well, let's go ahead and just uh, let's let's go ahead and jump into it. We've Dive had a in, very baby. volatile ride the past forty-eight hours. Dive uh, in. Down nine hundred points yesterday and up three hundred points today. So we have the Dow. So if I give you these numbers, it sounds all good and cheery. But if you were ignorant to yesterday, it's not all that. We're going to talk about cheerful. that. But we have the Dow up 311 points, S&P up 37 points, NASDAQ up 107, gold slightly up to $3.20, and oil down 26 cents to 53.37. Bitcoin, $11,482 at the moment, still sitting on a nice pop-up. That's actually down $200 today. We got almost to 11.9 earlier. It was beautiful. So that's your current market out there, like we said. With it's been a, I think we should talk fucking about crazy ride. I think we should talk about a metric um, that we don't really talk about often in the numbers is the bond yield. The bond yield, you know, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking ten about year that, in particular. But, um, yeah, I mean, as it's weird. I mean, I, to be honest, I'm I'm not knowledgeable enough on that sector or that segment of the market on interest rate products and fed funds rates and shit like that so to be honest i'm, I'm a little ignorant on it and that's one of the reasons that i don't report it i don't want to just talk out of my ass um, i do know that when interest rates slip for the day that the treasuries go up like the yields go down so people are willing to pay more for it and vice versa when interest rates go up the bonds actually go down but um, at the end of the day, I don't really follow it enough to be able to regurgitate that. What about you? Do you think that's something you would be able to do? Sure, I can tell you. I mean, the basics, I suppose. Uh, and if I'm incorrect, you can contact us at rebeltradinggroup at gmail.com. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's rebeltradinggroup at gmail.com. I feel like if we just posterize it throughout the whole episode, people will do it. Eventually, someone will get to us. <laughs> Eventually, um, one of these times. So, like the way it works, like the way it, I guess, I guess I'll talk a little bit. I guess about price movement. I guess like a yield movement. Um, so, I, um, people, the main one that a lot of people look at is the ten-year yield. Um, and what that is is the percentage of is it yearly return. Or is it? Uh, yeah, it's expressed in yearly interest, but it goes over the course of ten, 10 years. Ten years, right, right, right. Yeah. So <clears throat> the bond pays what they used to call coupons, um, and they actually gave you coupons, um, like a little paper slip with little perforated coupons on the end of it, and you could turn those in for coupon bond payments or premiums. And then it, when that's it matured, you, you, you turned in your slip. your dividends. Yeah, and it returned at the end when it matured, you turned in your slip and you got your, your um, uh, what do you call it, premium or your your what do you call that, collateral. Your dividend. It's a dividend. Well, no, I'm talking about the uh, the amount you original amount you put in. Oh, your par value. Mm-hmm. So if you bought a hundred dollar bond, 
you know, then you collect, you know, 50 cents a year for 10 years, and then you go collect your $100. At the end of the day, yeah, at the end of 10 years. That's your par value. Par value. And at the end of the day, you're hoping that it always returns to par, which it always will, as long as they can remain solvent. Yeah, right. Well, they mostly do. Yeah, so if you've lent the Ford Motor Company, if you purchased a bond from them, let's just say for $1,000, well, that value of that bond will change with the interest rates. You know, it might go down to 9200 Did I say $1,000 bond? So it might go down to $900. It also might spike up to $1,100. But if you were to just hold that bond till the day it expired, let's just say five years, you held it all five years, and you let that bond mature, It'll go back to your thousand dollar original investment. So there is a market in buying va- buying bonds that have a thousand dollar par value, but you buy them for nine hundred dollars. There is a market in that. Yeah. But you know, you're then you're playing with junk bonds and companies, and you're basically yeah. <laughs> just betting is the company be able to keep the lights on till maturity. Date? So the ten year, we're talking about T bonds. It's your treasury. Tre- there were T bills. A lot of people call them too. Yeah. And they're treasury the bonds. Ones. Yeah, I was just talking about corporate bonds. Right. So the interest yeah. rate we're talking about, the number we're talking about, is accredited to the um, T bonds, the uh, Treasury bonds, um, which are government bonds. They're con- supposed to be considered one of the least riskiest assets out in the market on the planet. Yeah, um, I don't like them because they're kind of boring. I feel like the, out- the the stock market can outdo um, one point three. 1.73% a year, if that's what it is. Um, someone someone contact us if it's the whole 10 years or per year. I know for a fact it's per year. Is it per year? It's per year. It's, it's the <laughs> yearly payout okay. over the course of 10 years. Now, one of the fun facts about the 10-year is that also pretty much is what dictates your mortgage rate because banks always compare – can I lend this person money and make more money than I can if I just put it in treasury bonds? So, so that's kind of what that's that's that that is the foundation of your mortgage payment. So when more people buy into that interest rate, the interest rate will go down. Correct. When demand goes up, interest rate goes down bond rates but the bond price is going up right just like a dividend you know if the rate if your dividend or uh, if your stock is going up and you continue to purchase more shares you're getting less yield on your dividend compared to when the stock crashes and you're able to get more yield on your dividend it's the same 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 exact kind of same thing it's the same thing it's the same thing I like that little brush over uh, bonds we did right there. It was a little nice. And as a refresher, if you if nobody really gets the true difference, you got to remember bond is an equi- is a uh, instrument of debt, while stocks are instruments of equity. So basically, you're either loaning the money or you're owning the company. So. That, that was a nice little brush yeah, over. So I'm looking up um, the two-year yield right now. Um, I'm going to bring that up right now. Um, is this it? Anyways, I bring the two-year up. Or is it the five-year or the two-year that it's supposed to, the 10-year is supposed to cross? It's the 10-year and, and, and the two. 10 and the two. Which yeah, are the like, they were awfully close. Oh, the two-year sink as well. The son of a bitch. 
<laughs> I thought it would be like this like cataclysmic like five percent year on the two year and like stock markets would be crazy. Oh no. Could you imagine? You couldn't imagine because it's not possible. You got five percent on a investment. treasury bond in two years. I'd fucking put all of my money there. <laughs> I mean, if uh, I'm like I mentioned earlier, I'm not really too fond of that market. I'm not too experienced with it. But I'm sure if you went back to 2008, that's exactly what happened. A low rate means there's a lot of buyers. Yeah, a low rate. Um, in the bond sparks, market, it sparks money coming into the system. I want to watch. So I want to. So I'm watching. So like we said, the two year and the ten year. We're watching those. When they cross, it's supposed to be a signal for um, recession. Recession. We're gonna have to start a metal band called Recession. Recession. That's a pretty good name, to be honest. Thank you. It's a pretty good metal name. Thank you. Um. Anyway, let's 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 get rolling into what the fuck happened Monday Whoa. and today. Whoa. Let's talk about it a little bit. Let's talk so, about it. So yesterday, at one point we sold off nine hundred points on the Dow. <laughs> Dude, Remember sliding. I said don't wake me up unless it's more than seven? <laughs> well here we go. I would I, I was texting you guys at two percent. I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, hey guys. <laughs> Two percent, close to four percent. And I was like, "Hey, we're at three percent, boys. Let's go." <laughs> and then it yeah, was like was... three eight and three nine. I was like, "What is happening?" That was that was wild. That was fun to watch. Unless you really follow the markets, most people probably don't get what happened. Oh yeah, that's like some market news with Nate. Some market news with Nate. So go. Let's 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 start to to dive into what happened. And why we, how we can use this information looking forward. Okay, I guess like from the top of my memory, what's coming up of why this all started. And I'm sure there's something more <laughs> that I can't really think of right now. Well, I can tackle was, this one because I got there was, a pretty deep... Was, no, no, no. There was tariff talks for a bit. And then Trump Daddy 45 slapped a 10% increase take effect in, de- in September. Um, (laughs) in response, the Chinese sold off a bunch of their wands or bought a bunch of their wands. They price, they, okay. So 45 accuses them of president Trump accuses them of price manipulation, currency manipulation, currency manipulation. Thank you. Yeah. Well, here, here's a fun fact I found out. So, in if you go into the forex market, so foreign exchange, you know the currency market. It's the largest market on the planet. Okay, much bigger than the stock market, the bond market, made. the commodity market. This is this is how money moves across oceans and borders. The open forex market determines the price of most central bank currencies out there. Like, you can trade the dollar to the Mexican peso. You can trade the euro to the Swiss franc, vice versa. You can do the New Zealand kiwi, they call it, to the Japanese yen. You awesome. know, there's so many There's so many currency pairs that you can trade. And the open market dictates what that price is going to trade at, much like a stock or whatever. Although, China 
actually dictates what price they will trade the other currencies for. So for the latter part of a few decades, it's I think one decade or two decades, China has always traded seven to one on the U.S. dollar. One dollar gets seven yuan. Well, all of a sudden, they decided that one dollar gets 7.05 yuan. So on the grand big scale, that extra 0.05 is supposed to be a counterattack to Trump's tariffs. So they devalue their currency to make things cheaper to counteract the tariffs. So originally, Trump's plan was to say, let's put tariffs on there to stop Chinese spending. And China said, well, if you want to stop Chinese spending, we'll just make things cheaper. So that that was exactly what that was. So they, that was why Trump got pissed calling them currency manipulators. I mean, in a sense they were, but wasn't he the one begging for lower interest rates this whole time? Manipulate our currency to push his political agenda and his his habits. I mean, but it's you been know? like unfair trade from China from like for a while. Well, of course, but is that well, not hypocritical? I mean, I don't know. If you're gonna put up a fight, I feel like you gotta put up a fight. Excuse me. Sorry. I'm allergic to to this. So what's the response now? Well, that's that's the big question, Nathan. <laughs> bye, bye, market. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like a good day today, but is it a dead cat it's a bounce? bounce? Is it one of those? Certainly a bounce. It was. I'm, a, I'm it was hoping a good for bounce. like. 300 bet, 300 dollars, or 300 point swing on the Dow is nothing to like just, you know, shake your head at. You know, it's something you got to pay attention to, especially after a 900 point sell off. I don't know what happens next, man. I don't know what happens next. So the stock market is still showing good signs of earnings, like strong earnings. Oh yeah. So I think it might like could be due for a big correction. I don't know if it's recession time, man. Like. Recession is economy, right? Well, yeah. Recession's not and and gross gross domestic product, of course, GDP. But yeah, companies seem to be hanging in there, right? Right. Yeah. Well, we've we've had pretty strong earnings all across the board. Speaking of which, Disney did not post good ones after we expected with uh with all the Marvel shit that just came out. This was their first report that had all the the box box office records, and apparently they were killed by Fox Film Networks, actually starting to slump on them. What? Who, so what came out of Fox Films? I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> I, I that <laughs> that's the problem. No, it was a very expensive acquisition. It's a very big bet. They just wanted to scoop up the rest of the Marvel universe for that, but. How much is Disney trading at after hours? Uh, last I saw was at one thirty-four after sitting up at one forty-three. One thirty-six. So, what's a good move to make for the time being, in Nathan's eyes? Remember, this is all subjective. This is your. This is your opinion. Your strategy. There's no right, no wrong. But what do you think? Like, like, what, what do you expect moving forward into tomorrow and the rest of the week? 
do we do we prepare for a, another huge sell-off in our, another Trump tweet? Like, do we get ready to ride this rocket of volatility, or are we going to smooth out and this is this is, will just be all behind us because in the end it's it's about the earnings and the numbers which America is doing good on. So, what do you think it is? I have no fucking idea, dude. I have no idea. Don't you wish you knew? I mean, no one knows. Because I know they're talking about it right now, and uh, there's so much to talk about in the White House right now. Oh, yeah. So many pressing you know what issues. I mean? And is, like, this, is this really at the top of his list? No, he's going to El Paso, and he's coming, I think, tomorrow to go um, pay respects for the shooting victims, um, which will be interesting. It'll be very interesting. Um, but I think, uh, buckle up for a bumpy ride. Regardless. That's what I, th- that's what I'm thinking. Regardless. I don't think this is going to be what pushes us into any huge drastic correction or sell off or bear, even a bear market. Something's but I brewing. Would, I would in expect some, some volatility, some several hundred point swings here and there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Something's brewing in Steve Mnuchin's mind. Treasury sec. Yeah. What does he even do? I don't know, but he is like <laughs> he's there doing a lot of like monetary policy speeches. Yeah. But he's not the one who gets to dictate quantitative easing and Basically, if he, he gets if, to if, suggest he, it, though, he, like, does he write the? Is he the? Che- is does he hold the checkbook for the United States? <laughs> is like, that the best way? Like to put the treasury job? of the treasury of a club? <laughs> yeah, that's. Ex- do you think that's what Secretary of the Treasury has to be, dude? I mean, like, that's like, got to be like he, part of, dude. I, I'm sure there's how are like we gonna fund this war kind of thing. There, I can I can look it up. I just don't... I don't know. I've never, like, thought about it. It's just weird because... you. Th- I, neither have I. Neither have I. <laughs> because, you know, growing up, you think, like, oh, the Treasury, that's where they print the money, and that's where they're in charge of all the stuff, and blah, 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 blah. But no, it's not. It's the Federal Reserve. It's... Federal Reserve holds is it all written the gold. In, Federal Reserve like, prints all the money. Federal Reserve makes all the decisions. It's got nothing to do with the Treasury. They act it, without the Treasury's permission and their and their interests in mind. Mnuchin. I wish there was an A between the M and the N. Mnuchin. <laughs> Mnuchin. Mnuchin. Mnuchin on that Steve. Steve Mnuchin. Okay, let's see. Principal economic, advi- principal economic advisor to the president. Praise a cl- critical role. Yeah, policy making and bringing economic and government financial policy perspectives to issues facing the government. I don't tax policy. It's all I'm seeing is policy. Well, isn't the IRS under the Treasury? Here, here we go. The Secretary oversees. Um, fuck the IRS. I'm just gonna say that. For like, sure. I, like I'm paying my taxes, but like fuck the IRS. Yeah, fuck them. The Secretary oversees the activities of the department in carrying out its major law enforcement responsibilities. <clears throat> Are you guys taking notes? Because there's going to be a quiz at the end of the episode. In serving as the financial agent for the United States government. 
I fucked that sentence up. And in manufacturing coins and currency. There you go. So the mint. Hmm. Interesting. Here we go. Chairman of the boards and managing trustees. Trustee of the Social Security and Medicaid Trust Funds and as the U.S. Governor of the International Monetary Fund. Okay, that's expected. Like the representative representative to the IMF. Mm-hmm. Um, also the rep to the International Bank for... So a bunch of... You're the representative for monet- monetary stuff. That's what it <laughs> says. around talks about money. <laughs> <laughs> Must be great. Sounds, so, sounds okay, like, I don't think he's important. I think we can cut him. He's very important. Oh, the salary is 200k. That's like I guarantee you his net worth is north of 10 million dollars. Fucking guarantee it. He's probably like a lawyer for 36 years, a financial lawyer. Oh, the secretary along with the the treasurer. Oh, there's a treasurer and a secretary. Oh, what the fuck? I don't this trust is, him. I don't trust him. I don't know enough. That's, that's probably I why I don't trust, trust him because I don't know so enough. That's so bureaucratic, about him. dude. Like there's just departments within departments within departments. Alexander it's Hamilton. Like scene in Harry Potter where they go to the Ministry of Magic. There's just departments and departments and elevators that just fly past thousands of millions of doors behind doors behind other doors. <laughs> that's exactly it, what I fucking think of. Isn't it true that no secretary? Department of Secretary Treasurer, or what is it? I'm sorry. I don't know. I was, I was looking at it just now. Secretary of the Treasury. Style, Mr. Secretary. That's awesome. He was like, he was telling some, like a, a congressional hearing that like he had to leave the hearing to go meet with, um, other foreign, um, what do you call them? Monetary policy advisors. Who's saying? Are you? Are you? Are you saying I cannot leave to go to my prior engagement? And they're like, No, you have to stay and answer these questions. He <laughs> made him testify. I mean, yeah, like this just sounds so sketchy. Just Mnuchin sounds sketchy. Sounds like a sketchy motherfucker. I don't trust them. I don't trust the federal government, man, in any way, shape, or form. Well, they don't trust you. Good. <laughs> they shouldn't. I'm a sketchy motherfucker in their eyes. Uh, Hello. Whew, that was a good one. So, yeah, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think any Secretary of Treasury has been um, president. I think that is true. Although we have it, wasn't didn't one what didn't one of them kill someone on the front lawn of the White House? What the fuck? Wasn't that Hamilton? Didn't he kill somebody? Andrew Barr. Yeah, wasn't he a treasure uh, secretary? I, uh, did he kill somebody? I don't know. I someone killed school. someone. Was it Andrew Burr? Someone killed someone on the front house lawn, front of the White House lawn. Just straight up went out there and shot a motherfucker. Can't but they that, were in a duel. Can't do that they were today. Like a, no. Could you imagine <laughs> if? Could you fucking imagine? If the like line, of, the line outside the White House for duels. 
Who was the? Who was the? Uh, Insanity. What, what? Oh man, what was the guy? The Hamilton wasn't the attorney. Who was it? Hamilton wasn't a president. What was his name? The attorney that everybody uh, hated said like Adams? smoking pot is like good people don't smoke pot. I have no idea. He just like he just left Trump and he was super conservative. The secretary? Who? Attorney general. Oh. Um. Oh. What was his name? The senator. Bannon. The senator. Not senator, Bannon. Senator. Oh my God! Why is it leaving me? Jeff Sessions. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye, Jeff. See you later, Jeff. What um, if What if uh, Jeff Sessions and Trump had to duel? <laughs> like you know, you motherfucker, you meet me in front of the lawn in Pennsylvania Avenue, and we're gonna settle this the the, the gentleman's way. I think I think Trump One would of us win. Is gonna shoot someone. I think Trump would win. He would have a sniper on the roof. I get him. Get him before I turn. <laughs> <laughs> just get him before we turn. Just, just cap him when he's walking. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> nah. That's funny. I couldn't... Yeah. I don't know. I just couldn't imagine. People, like, people would stand around and watch duels. That's what. That's yeah, what's I'm crazy about it. To it. That comes from like, like archaic shit in like like in Rome, like with like gladiators and stuff. I mean, if if we People had public executions, would you go? No, dude. I don't know, dude. No. I don't think I would go. I just straight up no. I'll just say it. They do I'll, that in I'll Saudi hold, Arabia. I'll, like, I'll hold you that. Gotta go. I have to go. Like. They make you do that. Like, oh, yeah, this guy, uh, this guy slept with another dude. So I gotta oh. go watch him. Uh, gotta go watch him drown. What's the? Well, that was what? some good market talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're kind of closing uh, towards the end here. Secretary of the Treasury, God bless. What, what did you want to talk about today, man? I mean, I think we hit it. I mean, yeah. the biggest, my biggest point was just. Buy market buy. The uh, the whole the swings that did we you, have, and I, did I you play the market at all? Too. Did you play the market at all during this volatility this past week? Oh yeah, yeah. Yesterday I shorted the Dow midday, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was doing all right on it. And last night, dude. Okay, so so I have a two fifty five put. Okay. And last okay. Wait, night, wait, wait. Slow down. Slow down. You have a two hundred and fifty five dollar. Put which you're betting. I'm sorry. You're in, you're assuming the market will go down. Yeah, I was assuming it's gonna it's gonna go further down. What was the price when you bought it? Um, well, it was a credit spread. A de- okay. Red debit spread. What did you spread the price? Just just not to get too complicated. Uh, my total cost was forty one dollars, forty one cents. What was the strike price? God damn it! What was the strike price? Oh. I, I, I bought the two f- uh, uh, strike sorry, price. Damn two, it, Jason. Two fifty six and sold the two fifty five. Two fifty five and two fifty six. So what was the price when you bought it? Forty one. Two forty one. So you bought like super yep. in the money. Point four one. It was in the money at the time. Yeah, it was in the money at the time. So and then we we slipped down to a little bit into the, like two fifty five seventy right slipped down just a little bit yeah market market closed well futures continue to sell off yes okay Smart. yes they started so, tanking dude there was like yes. three four hundred 
after yes, hours. We got down to uh, the the DIA ETF got down to uh, two fifty one. Insanity. So, meaning I was four hundred dollars in the money. <laughs> I mean, my credit spread would have cut that off, but it would turn my forty-one dollars into one hundred, and that's that that that's my max profit. So, I would have hit my max profit overnight, but then this rebound put me out of the money. But I'm still holding pretty decent value. I'm still holding thirty-three dollars against my forty-one, so I'm down a little bit on it. But I'm going to continue to hold it as insurance because, like we talked about earlier, I think we're going to see more of a sell-off. Well, I'm betting against you because I did. I uh, I uh, bought some, so I let the market sink on Monday. Just let it just bleed, and then uh, towards the end of the day, and on the last ten minutes, lovely. I bought a put debit spread. So the same thing you did, except I bought it on UVXY, the 1.5 leveraged uh, VIX. Um, I expected more from the VIX, but I guess like seeing that I didn't expect or seeing that more didn't come out of it, I guess that means there might be a bigger drop tomorrow. I don't know what to expect. I really wish I had that crystal ball. Um, I don't know. At the end of the day, we re- the goal is to be there before Wall Street is there. Because by the time it happens, you're already too late. You missed the movement. So... That's like uh, I don't think it's a bad idea to get some sort of insurance in some way, shape, or form, just for just for the near term, maybe th- through mid September, about a month out. I don't think that oh, this, this is, is like I, super short term plays. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that's and yeah, we're not going long. My my contract expires end of week. You know, normally we talk about not doing short-term contracts but sometimes you sometimes like i said it's just it's just about a little insurance i'll spend 41 dollars to make sure i'm not losing a few hundred it's okay that is all right with me and if it does go down i profit off of my short position i will roll those profits into one of my core holdings that's down average it down it all works out baby so that being said what you watching for the rest of the week? Anything in partick? Oh, why don't you go first? Okay. Um, we talked about this earlier offline, actually during market hours. I am watching Host Hotels and Resorts, one of my favorites, baby, HST. She sold off heavily over the past few months, really. And it's really because of market sentiment. Markets aren't really bullish on the hotel space at this time. And it's a REIT, so it doesn't, it's not going to grow, it's not going to run up like a motherfucker on you. But it does pay that solid 4, 4.5% dividend right now. And it sold off all the way from the high 19s. It actually got almost close to $21 near its highs. But sold off from the 19s, and it's down into the mid-60s. She released earnings today, and she missed on revenue, missed on earnings. But I have a straddle option that I actually opened on her. Because I think that she's very oversold, so I was seeing if we are set for a little bit further of a sell-off because the market sentiment will be right at the end of the day. Or um, if we're going to finally rebound. 
I'm going to capture some of that upside. So I put a straddle on it, meaning I have a put and a call at the $17 strike price. And uh, I'll be watching HST okay. to see see what happens. I like I said, I think it's I think she's oversold. So I'm looking hopefully for a bounce up, but I do have the put. So I just need her to move away from 17. Well, fuck you. I hope it goes. I hope it goes the other way. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I hope it uh, goes sideways. Fuck you. Yeah. I uh I oh I also bought a naked put. Um I sold mine for a profit, my contract for a profit, a point and a profit. Um it was a good it was a good twenty percent. Um, which is nice. That's good. Hell yeah, Nate. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. We'll take Nate. it. We'll take it. And that was on your uh UVXY debit, mix. yeah. Um I'm just kinda combating what you said. I'm just kinda bouncing off before I say what I want or say what my <laughs> what my stock that I'm watching is. Um I also bought a naked put on top of that just to kind of roll with it. It was cheap. It was cheap. It's doing well. What I'm watching. I'm watching chip stocks, man, like AMD and like uh, Intel, uh, NVIDIA. I want to see. I'm not like going saying long. I want to see like because it's going to like be like real kind of shaky with this trade war. Like especially like technology stocks in general. Yeah, especially with the trade war. That's 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 going to be your biggest catalyst in that department for sure. What? Yeah, I guess I don't know. Maybe short the volatility. <laughs> so would you be <laughs> bullish on chips at this point, or would no. you be bearish, or no. you just you think that they're going to be the movers? I would I would find if you're going to do anything, find a value chip maker that pays a dividend. If you're going to hold it for a bit and then average in on it for a bit, because like things like. AMD right now, it's cheap. It's twenty eight bucks now. It went down a bit from it's like thirty four. Um, AMD doesn't really, it doesn't pay a dividend. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I like it for the growth perspective, but not right now. Is that your favorite of the chip stocks? Yes. You know why? Why? Cryptocurrencies. They do have a foothold in cryptocurrencies, but so does NVIDIA. They actually do some mining. Yeah. They actually have a mining department. I think it makes I almost no revenue for them, but they've got exposure to it. Do you think, uh, I don't know. I just feel like AMD's earnings has so much room to grow. But I think they're going to get hit by As the... As uh, technology improves, I feel like we're only going to need more, newer, better chips. Yeah. And AMD... AMD has been a, been around for a while. There's uh, a woman leading that company. Strong woman. No, short it. Short, short, short. Oh my goodness, no long. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go hella long. No, I, I had an uncle that worked in the chip industry for many years in his life. And he said that AMD was around in the early 90s and that was one that he should have got in on as a worker uh he worked for intel for a while in their chip department i don't know exactly what he did but he did say that amd is one of the finest of the chip makers out there i'll take his word for it sure take everything with a grain of salt but who is this this is my uncle what's his name his name is bill hey uncle bill Uncle Bill, he uh, he's a professor out in Wyoming for economics now. Maybe we could have him on sometime. Yeah, if, we, if you want to talk monetary policy, 
and currencies and supply and demand and you really want to get into some shit uh, he'd be he'd be fun to have on Good. i think he'll be around for christmas uh he'll be staying at the house for the holidays maybe we could get him on christmas have a couple uh, beers he's fun. Get some uh, special guests coming up on the show Okay. Coming yeah. up soon. Yeah. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get maybe we'll get Justin on the show again. Everybody liked that episode. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a fun one. I went back and listened to it again and we we did have some good flowing conversation. And uh I'm hoping we can have more guests on in the future and and that goes for you guys too. If you wanna be a guest or you know somebody who wants to be a guest or you know, you wanna ask a question or whatever, you know, just uh hit us up, you know, Rebel Trading Group with two G's. That's Rebel Trading Group with two G's at gmail dot com. Um we're always looking to have guests and I like to get many different perspectives. What do you trade? Why? What don't you like to do? What kind of trader are you? I want to know who you are. Because we're all in this game together. We, we all want the same goal. a socialist on the show. A socialist. A socialist investor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that exists. <laughs> it has to. There's got to be a club out there. All right. Well, what do you say we'll, we uh, we'll look wrap out this for one. one up? You want to wrap this one up? Yeah, man. And wrap it up. You want to wrap it up? Let's do it. You you, you want to wrap it up? <laughs> I'm going to wrap this one up. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's that's an episode. Like I said, uh, email us anytime. Rebel Trading Group with two Gs at gmail.com. We are on SoundCloud. <laughs> we are on iTunes. iTunes. We are on StockTwits. And we are on YouTube where we have a full archive of all of our videos for free for you forever. Ever. Full archive. That's YouTube.com. Just look for the Rebel Trading Group podcast, baby. Podcast, cast, cast, cast. And uh, I think that's 68. Watch the volatility out there, guys. Oh, did I forget to say the episode? No. No, yeah. I think I think you did it. I was just episode saying again, 68. I'm just wrapping it up. That's 68, baby. All right. Well, have fun, Nathan. See you, man. Keep your eyes see peeled you out there. Maybe we can do this maybe Friday. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, if the markets are good, if it's worth it, we'll see. We'll try to get another one out. We'll figure it out. We'll talk but about it. Yeah, I like that we'll we're back and we're staying in the routine of it. We're back, baby. We're we'll back. be 100 we're by the end of the year. 100, 100 end of the year? I'm, I'm, I'm there. Possibly really in a week. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to crank them out. Let's crank it. All right, man. Well, have a good one. May all your May all your candles be green.